Sean and Caitlin are on break this week, but while they're off, Dad's Daughters and Dollars is still on. Here's an encore of one of their most popular episodes. Enjoy. Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean the Dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Welcome back to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, everyone. I'm Sean Mulcahy. I'm the dad. Uh, If you are just joining us, we're recording our eighth podcast. Um, I don't don't know if it's eighth. Is it eighth already? Yeah, we're already at our eighth one. Oh, Um, We're recording them. They don't necessarily air in exactly the same order we record them. We're recording our eighth one, and this is the podcast where... I'm kind of trying to teach my daughter some financial life lessons, and then you guys are just eavesdropping on us. Yeah. And so I'm joined by my co-host, Caitlin Mulcahy. Hello, everyone. Welcome. And today we are talking about uh, Roth IRAs and why you should have one. I'm madly in love with Roth IRAs. I know in a previous show, you've said that I've talked to you about compound interest since the womb. If I didn't talk to you about Roth IRAs since the womb, I made a mistake. Well, okay, you keep saying Roth IRAs. Let's establish first, because I know what they are, but I just want to establish first what's an IRA and then what's a Roth IRA and what's the difference. Okay, so there are plenty of retirement plans. There's IRAs, and that IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. There are 401k plans. There are 403b plans. There's simple IRAs. There's SEP IRAs. And those are all retirement plans, but there's also a Roth IRA. This was an IRA that was started in 1997. It was named after uh, Senator William Roth, and he started this Roth IRA, well, this IRA, which specifically gives you tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawals in uh, retirement. So So it's hugely uh, popular and it's usually beneficial. I just have to ask this: Is that you love Roth IRAs, right? It's like yes. if you weren't married to mom, maybe you would marry a Roth <laughs> IRA. I don't know. I don't think. No, I wouldn't marry. <laughs> is a that Roth. legal in the state of California? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know, but I'm saying that it seems like you've, you know, you've done a lot of work and and, and research behind Roth IRAs. Have you actually taken any money out of yours yet because it is tax-free? I mean, you haven't retired yet. It's just, it's something that you're seeing the number grow, you're adding to it, and you're excited for when you can take it out tax-free. I have not touched a cent of it. And in general, there are rules about when you can and can't take out, but that's what we're going to go through in this. So I'm going to start with the pros of a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is a retirement savings account that allows you to have money grow tax-free. When you withdraw the money in retirement, you pay no taxes, no federal taxes, no state taxes. So then when you get to retirement, on other retirement accounts, you're still going to have to pay uh, taxes on some of that retirement money. On a Roth, none. So that could be a huge savings and make your money go so much further in retirement. And because of compound interest, what we talked about, money makes money, several forms of retirement income are taxable. So a 401k is taxable, traditional IRA is taxable, your pension is taxable, 
a portion of Social Security is taxable, Roth IRA, I no mean, taxes. I frankly don't know that I'm ever going to see the Social Security that I get. I don't know if it's something that'll kind of tap out by the time, you know, 40 years from now. I, but. Don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it might be frozen. It might be, you know, they don't add uh, more cost of living increases. But right now, I don't think that's true. But, you know, let's just stay on the Roth IRA. So number one, um, it grows tax rate. And then when you withdraw it, it's not only growing tax-free from the contributions you put in, but on the interest on the interest, which was the compound interest. Right, okay. Two, you fund a Roth IRA with after-tax dollars, meaning you've already paid taxes on the money you contributed. So, for example, if you made $1,000 in a week and after taxes you're, you brought home $780, if of that $780, you put 50 to to $100 into the Roth IRA, you've already paid taxes. You're only left with 780 out of the 1000 Right. By doing that, contributing after you've gotten your taxes that you've paid to the federal and state and whatever else, you now get the opportunity that in X amount of years, however, when you retire, you get to have those tax rates. So I just, quick question, it's slightly unrelated, but do... In a, in a freelance world, I know it's different, but do normally companies, they pay you after they've paid federal and after they've paid state? Correct. Okay. So it's not something that like, oh, okay, you got to make sure you're not saving up to pay your taxes later at the end of the year. I didn't know if that was right. a thing or not. Well, in the majority of employers, they have a payroll company or they have an in-house payroll accountant counting thing, and they will take out Social Security. They'll take out money for Medicare and Medicaid and uh, for federal taxes, state tax, and then they yeah. leave you what's left. Mm-hmm. In the freelance world, you know, and we'll talk about that in future episodes m- much further down the line. If you had a loan out company, you can get all the money and then you're responsible for the taxes. Right. Yeah. No, I've just, I've a couple of freelance friends, I think, before have told me about how they have to pay t- taxes quarterly or whenever, how, however often, and how they end up spending more and then they forget about taxes at the end because, you know, maybe right. it was in the first couple of years. So, uh, but I'm glad that most jobs, you know, yeah, that they, it's already they, taken care they of. They do all the accounting for you. But yes, yeah, so your next point. All right. So a third reason why I love Roth IRAs, there's no age restrictions. So kids at any age can contribute to an earth Roth IRA. Wait. Okay. So you're saying that at age zero. Three, oh, at age zero. Meaning if... But if they Two if they day, had to make the money themselves. If eight days after a baby was born, it was working on a TV set and it got paid $500 for coming on and they take a photo of the baby and that baby's in, a, in like a, a wallet photo and someone's thing. He got paid, the baby got paid $500 for that. That can go 100% in a Roth IRA and the baby's eight days old. So... Most babies don't have that, but let's say, oh, uh, you're six years old and you make a lemonade stand or you're uh, five years old and you helped uh, clean up and your parents gave you $5 kind of a thing. I don't know if that's The bottom line is but- for a kid, it has to be earned income. Okay. So earned income could be babysitting money, cutting lawns, dog walking, even being paid for chores can be earned income. Okay. So that, you know, like you're the perfect example. At age three, you, uh, age three was the year 2000 for you. Mm-hmm. 
the Roth IRA started in 1997. At age three, you were a background person in a pediatrician's office in the background of a, a scene. You were there for like 20, 30 minutes. You made $250. I immediately opened a Roth IRA because you had earned income at age three. So quick question. Is that something that only Roth IRAs can do versus IRAs can't? Um, could you open up an IRA when you were also, if Roths didn't exist, could we open up an IRA for me had? Correct. Okay. We could have, provided okay. you had earned income. Right. But so the Roth is good because that money will make more money and, you know, time is good. Well, a regular IRA could make more money too. It's just when you withdraw it, you got to pay taxes on it. Right. So I'm just saying how much more will you have in the end if you're not paying taxes on the actual regular you know, interest that you're making plus the compounded or the capital gains or whatever that term is. How much more will you have? It all depend on what you put in. I know. I'm just, I'm saying that that's the point, but yeah, it's significant. Right. Um, so but age zero, that's kind of shocking. So I wonder how many people know that. Y- yeah. So I took advantage of you at age three and then we did pay you probably starting at age seven money when you were doing chores and you were working for my loan out company and stuff like that. Have you doing simple things? Have you, when you've talked to friends about Roth IRAs, have they been surprised if you've ever brought up that, oh yeah, Caitlin, you know, we tried getting one as soon as possible. I know about five or six people that when I told them about it, they have started it for their kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... You know how I said that you, you're paying with after-tax money. You made $1,000 in a week and you got seven eighty. Now you took 100 out of that and you're left with six eighty, and you put the $100 in your Roth IRA, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to pay taxes on a, on a certain amount. If you were even up through your teen years, do you think you ever made over $12,000 with any summer job? Oh, God, no. Correct. No. So the amount that you can put in the max you can put in a year is 6000 But let's say you wanted to put in $2,000. The first $12,200 worth of summer earnings, let's say up through your teen years or whatever, you pay zero taxes on. So the money you put in, you pay no taxes on. And it's growing tax-free too. But I thought that was the case. You, don't, you, you pay after. Remember how I said Roth arrays are made with after-tax money? Well, that doesn't apply if you're, if you're making... Under $12,000. Oh, because that's like a certain amount of that's what the, the that's what poverty you, line or something related no, to that? No, that's what you get. And the new tax law that was came in uh, two years ago, anybody, everybody can get a $12,200 tax write-off. So if you're making below that amount, you will pay nothing on what you contribute, and it'll grow tax-free. Got it. So it's a win-win. All right. Um now, here's the thing that not a lot of people know about. A Roth IRA can be used as an emergency backup fund. So, obviously, there's certain rules for the Roth Correct. IRA. Ideally, they don't want you touching it before you would retire, whether even that's, I know some people retire early. But if you did tell, hey, government, I'm taking the Roth, my money now because oh my gosh, my house flooded and how home insurance is only paying for so much? Or Well, let me yeah. go through the rules. Okay. A Roth IRA, I never want you to use it as an emergency backup fund. I'd rather you have your own, you know, six to nine months. I'm more- Separately. The, yeah, besides this. But if you, in an emergency, needed it, you can take out at any time, 
anything that you've contributed. So whatever you've put in. So if you starting at age 21, 22, you were putting in $2,000 a year and now it's age 30, you can take out every one of those $2,000 contributions with no taxes and no penalty. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty great, right? So you're not touching the interest, but you're just touching essentially the principal. Exactly, what you put in. And then annual... You can have that at any time. You could take it at 42. You could take it at 39. You could take it at 18 because you've been contributing $2,000 a year since you were seven. You can take it anything that you've contributed, meaning whatever you personally put in, 100% yours, no taxes, no penalty. Wow. Yeah. Now... So that's the contributions you can take for free in this sort of backup emergency plan, you know, emergency savings plan. You can take up to $10,000 of the earnings with no penalty. Well, okay, wait, what? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so wait. So you're saying, I put in, however much I put in, I'm making a certain salary per year, and 30 years down the line, something happens, And it's kind of an emergency. And you've earned some interest. And I've earned some interest because that's what time does. You're saying that on top of what I can take out of the money that I've put in myself that is my money and whether that's, you know, probably maintained its value. It's not like I put in $2,000 and then 30 years from now it's all worth zero. That's not, that wouldn't happen. Right. But let's say I'm putting in that amount every year and you're saying that on top of what if I need... I can take out the 2000 that I put in every year and then another $10,000. Of earnings, but there's specific scenarios that you have to meet. Okay. Yeah, what is what is emergency fund, you know, what qualifies so as that? You can take out, usually what you would have to do is pay a 10% penalty if you take any money out of a Roth IRA um, under age 59 and a half. Okay. Now, by any money, I mean any of the earnings. The contributions, what you put in, at any year, you can take out the contributions. You just have to keep track. So I put in $2,000 a year for 10 years, then I put in $3,000 a year for five years. 100% of what you contributed, you can take out. Hmm. Never pay a penalty, never pay taxes. But if you have, there's nine different scenarios, and I'm going to just mention a few of them. You can take $10,000 worth of the earnings, which is the interest and the compound interest. You can take 10000 interest if you want to do a down payment on a first house. Wow, and that's kind of huge because a lot of people are, I don't want to say are struggling to get into homes, but I feel like it's a lot harder to get into a home now than it was maybe 30 years ago. Okay, another is for post-secondary education expenses. So to pay for college, you could do this. Oh, does that also include things like grad school or getting Correct. a doctorate or anything? Correct. Nice. You can do this if there's a permanent disability in the family. Oh, so not even directly related to you? Like if I had... Well, I, I believe it would be the person whose money is contributing. Okay. Because, you know, in the case that I did, I mean, I'm, I'm an only child. Uh, I Let's say I did have a sister or something and you guys had passed away or something and something happened to her, you know, hypothetically. passed away? No, I just, I know you're going to live to 180. It's a running joke in our family that my dad is going to live to 180. And it's not a joke because it's serious. At age 60, I said to my daughter, it's really sad that one third of my life is over. And I believe that. Um, I just, I, you're going to break all the Guinness world records. So (laughs) the oldest man to have ever done blank. (laughs) So a first time home purchase, you can take $10,000 worth of earnings. 
a post-secondary education, you could take $10,000 worth of the earnings. A permanent disability, you could take $10,000 worth of the earnings. Paying health insurance pr- premiums if you were unemployed. Wow. You could take $10,000 worth of earnings on top of all the contributions. Right. Like, and, and I said, you never want to, but think of this as a backup emergency plan. Have your own six to nine months, but all of a sudden something tragic happened so in your life. a Roth IRA to me, I'm imagining it like this. It's kind of double whammy isn't the right term, but you really get your bang for your buck because not only are you saving for the future and, you know, maybe there's some bumps in the road. So you go to maybe your first emergency fund that's completely liquid cash. That's essentially your savings. And that's a rainy day fund. But then even if something happened to that, or maybe for whatever reason, you didn't want to touch that and something major, like one of those things does happen, then your Roth is kind of almost an emergency fund too. It is 100%. So, so it's essentially saying, hey, I'm going to save for retirement, but this is also kind of my rainy day fund, but I won't look at it that way. Because the I'll things call, you I'll mentioned- call it my backup rainy day your fund. Your backup rainy day fund, because normal you know, 401ks aren't like that. I don't know. I think a couple of my friends have 401ks that they signed up for at their companies or you know, first out of college. And I don't think they really know exactly how much is in there. Some companies, I'm sure- give you access, but it's not the on the forefront of the mind and it's not something that you have control over, you know? So it's kind of nice that a Roth you have control over versus uh, the fourth one. So was a backup emergency rainy day fund. You can contribute to a Roth IRA after age 72. Now, maybe the majority of people are not going to be working after age 72, but you can't do that with other retirement accounts. With this, you could. So if you were in retirement and you were making Art for fun. Well, and you let's sold say the I, art. in retirement, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over 72. And I keep this going till age 100. And then dad's daughters and dollars becomes mom's sons and dollars. <laughs> and you're doing this with your 17-year-old son. Yeah, I'm. that's a long ways down the road, dad. <laughs> right, because let's say at age 100, I want to like, Go enter some master sports events for the next eighty years. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I don't know that many people are thinking about entering more money in retirement after age seventy-two. But you know, it's nice that you can. So that if you you plan on living to one hundred and eighty, <laughs> you're gonna need to save up. <laughs> so yeah. So here's the other thing. Um, on all plans, like at Social Security, you have to take by age 70 um, with um, your pension funds and your regular IRAs, 401ks. You have to take by age 72. You don't have to touch the Roth IRA so that if you have the other accounts, so you have a Social Security and if you have like a pension fund from whatever employer you've had, and let's say you've worked for them for 30 years, you can then not touch the Roth IRA and then that can be left to your beneficiaries and it would be 100% tax rate. Oh, still for them? Yes. So So I'm going to use an example. When I live to 180 and then I leave you the Roth IRA, it'll be probably worth a lot of money. Well, I mean, that'll be nice, but I'm just more looking forward to the Guinness World Records, to be honest, because money's great, but I plan on making my own. If things right. if things go if things go the way they should go, so hopefully I, I'll make a, enough that I won't have to worry about you will. relying well, on yours. You will, you will. You, you earn will. that money, so right. But I you could, need to go spend it. I could leave it to your grandchild. 
if or you, my if, grandchild. If I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want to be the coolest great grand great great grandfather or great grandfather, we haven't had any of in our family. We haven't had a great right in in our family. So you'd be All the right. first and the coolest. So <laughs> let me give you another. This is a long term pro. When you, if you had a number of accounts, let's say you have a social security account, you have a 401k through an employer that you've had for 30 years and you had a Roth, you have to start taking what's called RMDs. RMDs are required minimum distributions. Since you have to take money on those accounts and those accounts are taxable, if you get above a certain level, let's say in retirement, you're going to be making $80,000 a year because between... Social Security is a monthly amount, and your pension's a monthly amount, and you had a regular IRA was a monthly amount. You can take from those first, and then if you still needed money, you could take from the Roth, and it wouldn't kick you into a higher tax fund. So you could stay in a lower tax fund. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. Hold that thought. So you're saying that after a certain age, you need to take a certain amount of money that are from various different retirement-like accounts, whether through a company, this and that, social security, whatever. You have to. So I think you've told me your number once before, but you have to take that certain amount of money. So you're saying that if you happen to need more, you could take it from your Roth and... Well, let me but give the you, tax, the tax, the tax portion you, I'm confused about. Let me give you an example. If you are making above $80,000 a year in California, I think you pay in retirement. And this is just income you're taking from your retirement accounts. If you go above $80,000, you, you pay something like 22% federal tax. I don't know the exact numbers. Don't quote me on this. And then state, you would pay up to like 13%. So that'd be 25%. So you mean, wait. 22 plus 13, or is that not how we're doing it? Yeah, so that'd be 35. 35%. Okay. Right. I just want to make sure. So you could pay up to 35%, and so you take that $80,000, and you subtract 35%, and that's what you really are That's what are you're getting of. from your RMDs. Well, yeah, that's what you're getting from any of your retirement accounts that are taxable. Right. Now, let's so, say you go, I want a little bit more money because we're going to Take a really big trip to Europe this year. Yeah, or you celebrate could, an anniversary. You could take money cute. from your Roth IRA account. Let's say you took another $10,000. So you took 80 from the taxable accounts and 10 from the Roth. Well, it's not an actual 80, but okay. Correct. Right. But you took 80 as the gross amount. Right. And then you took 10 from the Roth. Technically, what it would show to tax people or to the federal government and the state governments that you only took 80. Oh. So if you needed a little bit extra because you want to take a special trip that year, you wanted $10,000 to help someone buy a car, whatever, you can take money from the Roth and it doesn't kick you into a higher tax bracket. Wow. Nice, right? Yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that... uh... Thank you, Roth. Thank you, William Roth from (laughs) Delaware, the senator in 1997. When I read about that and then we knew we were trying to have a child, when you were a born in 1997, and then you finally had earned income in 2000. I'm like, put that away. Wait, okay. Bingo, bongo. (laughs) He he said that for some time now. I think he used to say that when I was younger, so you haven't said that in a while, so (laughs) kind (laughs) of, that's funny. Shocked you. (laughs) Um, No, but um, when you said it was made in 1997, I was born at like the beginning of 1997. Was it established in past as rule of law? It was in, in 97. I don't know what month. Okay. But when I knew about it, I'm like, I'm going to take advantage right. of this as soon as you have earned income. I was a crying newborn. 
All right, so I'm going to give you another benefit. Your heirs can benefit because um, the IRS with the Roth IRAs, you can leave these to your beneficiaries. So let's say I'm going to give you a different number. If I live to 100 and you're age 60 and I leave you all the money in the Roth IRA, you get 100% of that money tax-free. You just have to distribute it over the next 10 years. So if how you, does distribute, like what do you mean when you say like distribute? Meaning like you have to take the money and, and like actually take it out of the account. They don't want you to say, okay, I'm going to now not touch it until age 100 and then give it to my child. Oh, okay. They just say, if at age 100 and you're age 60, I give you the money, uh, you know, let's say there's $300,000 in the Roth IRA, you get $300,000 tax rate. So it can be left to your beneficiary too. And be quite right. frank, I mean, so, I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Because I didn't earn that money, that's not money that, that I can put away. It's not like an endless cycle That's because that's not allowed. It's more... Right, you couldn't give it down seven generations. You would just right. have to... And that just happened in December of 2019. They made a new rule. You used to be able to hand down the Roth IRA for a really long time. Mm. Now you have to take it within 10 years. But if you had $300,000 and you were in a tax bracket that was 25% between federal and state, you just made 25% on 300000 and you never pay a cent on it. Yeah, that's... that's that could a, probably lead to you having an even better retirement because you're already saving in your own individual Roth IRA. Right. That's a, that's a lot of money. All right. Um, so we did talk about how those other things are taxable. Um, I'm going to now give you some of the cons of Roth IRAs. And what? Yes. Um, I'm going to give you some of the cons of the Roth IRAs, and I'm going to shoot every one of them down. Okay. Um, He's ready, guys. He's got to get things, ready. One of the things they say with an IRA is that you pay taxes. Uh, um, with a Roth IRA, you pay your taxes up front, and then you subtract from whatever is your net amount of your check, and then you give that to a Roth IRA. With a regular IRA, you get a write-off up front. But one person in your age category is earning such a large account, amount if they were earning, you know, the the maximum you can put in is, uh, you know, like if you were um, earning over, it's like $139,000 in a uh, your salary every year, you can't put into a Roth IRA. And as a couple, it's like 203000 Okay. So if you had, if you're making that much money, there's so many other options you have for putting money away tax-free. Right. But if you're making less than that and somebody who's coming out of college who's not making a really great salary, the tax cut you get up front. So if you put away $2,000 up front in a regular IRA, you will get a write-off of $2,000. That doesn't mean you get $2,000 off your taxes. It means whatever tax bracket you're in, if you're in a 20% tax bracket, you would get back $400 of that. But that $400 you're getting off your taxes, you're still... You're going to kill if you just pay the taxes up front. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm like... Okay, you're I'm, lost. I'm, I'm going I'm to start over. With a regular IRA, you get a tax write-off. Okay. That tax write-off, to me, if you're in a young age group and you, you know... Isn't worth it. Is not worth it. Okay. It totally doesn't make it based on what you're going to make in the long run. Um, so a you, Roth is better for when you're younger and when you're older. Right. Okay. One of the other cons I read online is... 
you must open your own Roth IRA and remember, remember to fund it each year. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's 20 minutes of your life. Yeah, I think if, if people are actually legitimately interested in saving for retirement, they'll think about it and they'll think to remember to add to it too. Well, it's just like, oh, like for instance, if you have a 401k, a lot of times with your employer with a 401k, they'll self-enroll you. Right. Still, you should like read the paperwork and figure out what the heck they're investing in and what that's all about. Right. So if you took 20 minutes of your life, like you're with the Schwab Roth IRA, to open the account, took us maybe 15 minutes of filling out some paperwork, and you can start the account with $0. You don't have to have one penny in it. Wait, you can just say, hey, so-and-so bank, so-and-so investment firm, company, whatever. I want to open up an account yet, but I don't have Just, the money. That's with Schwab. It doesn't exist with every account. Okay, so we're lucky brokerage. that we have Schwab, that you Correct. wanted to I do believe Schwab. Fidelity does the same thing. I think with Vanguard, you can open the account with no minimum, but then whatever you invest in, if you invest in an index fund, they might have a minimum. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, some people say the maximum contribution is low. For 2020... It's $6,000. And if you're over age 50, it's $7,000 you can put in. If you put $6,000 in at 23 and you could keep doing that till 65 and it grew at 7%, you'd have $1,583,000 tax free. By the time you were 65. Wow. So when people say the maximum contribution is low, probably most people coming out of college, at least through age 30, can't afford to put in more than six thousand. Right, but maybe you're thirty-one and you have a stable Correct. job and and can put in at least three thousand. And we know friends of yours that came out of college and were making at least sixty thousand. Six thousand dollars would be ten percent. That's not too crazy. And the reason I say that is, if tomorrow the federal government said we're taxing you six thousand uh, dollars, no, we're taxing you ten percent more on all your earnings. You would just have to do it because we live in the United States. We would have to do it. Right. So if you self-impose a 10% on yourself and put that away, you'll, you'll kill in the long run. So that's basically what I had to say about Roth arrays. And I think all the cons to me, you know, the fact that you have to open an account, that's not a con. I think the contributions. Yeah, it's kind of a silly con. In general low. <laughs> so um, in the long run, my takeaway is a Roth array has so many great reasons to contribute to it. You're going to make a lot of money over the long run and it's going to be tax-free. It's going to grow tax-free and it's a backup emergency fund. It, it has yeah. so many pros. It's amazing. This feels like Roth goes in hand with compounding. Like they're, they're the best of friends. They're two peas in a pod and you should eat that pea. That's correct. If that, you eat peas, right? You eat, maybe not in a pod, but make <laughs> sure you eat both of them together. <laughs> okay, so that's our episode this week. Um, I want to remind everybody to uh, go to dadsdaughtersanddollars.com, enter our buy and hold contest. Um, and I want to thank my uh, co-host, Caitlin, for uh, doing the show again. Yeah, this thank week. you for uh, introducing me to some things. I honestly genuinely didn't know about Roth IRAs. I'm kind of shocked because like compound interest and a couple of other topics, he's taught me about this for a while. So I'm genuinely shocked of the, some of the things that he told me. And I hope that you guys found it informative or you learned something new or maybe you learned something that you didn't know before. And uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And please subscribe. Yeah, leave a review and do all that fun stuff and we'll see you next time. Thanks. 
The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.